There, this is Declan Quinn, aka Old Creaky Knees, and you're listening to Always Bet on Geek. Hey, everybody, this is actor, musician, author Scott Schiaffo, known from the films Clerks, Vulgar, Linger, It Eats Our Us, and a myriad of other gack. Keep rocking it on Always Bet on Geek. Welcome to Always Bet on Geek. This is all garbage. None of this is worth nothing. What's up, everybody? This is Marshall, Squishy Now Sync on Twitter and the other places. Welcome to another episode of Always Bet on Geek. Um, I want to say last, as last, just like last week, but I guess as far as the listeners are concerned, it would be three episodes ago. We're one man down, and instead of Marshall not being here, Pat's not here, because he's got previous previous obligations. So, once again, the clutch hitter from the West is here to talk with me about some geeky shit. I'm sorry, I can't I can't believe that you're actually watching me. I'm so, usually I don't I don't do a video normally. So I'm over here looking. Hey, I think and, and I think it's making your game stronger, man. Like you're like you're on now. So you're not just sitting there like like a nos in the shadows just watching. You actually have to be in the forefront. Hey, man, what's up, everyone? This is this is your Lone Star co-host, Mystic Mojo. Glad to be here as always. Uh, Anyway, I hope you guys have fun tonight with us. Uh, we're going to be geeking out, and um, I'm just happy to know you guys are listening, and I hope you get some laughs out of our silliness. That's all it is. But it's okay. So we had talked about it, and we painstakingly, we, we just racked our brains for hours and hours and hours, really, just about 10 minutes or so, but... We Seven decided the most. <laughs> yeah, right. like, I, don't, I don't think it was much more than five. Yeah, he called me whenever I found. Uh, I'm in like deep south Hickville, and you don't have much here. But we were at the park. My little girl looks over and says, "Hey, is that a band?" There was a little Renaissance fair just set up. It wasn't Renaissance at all. It was uh, the. They were playing some playing some crazy music, but it was live music, and uh, they everybody there was selling the stuff that they've grown and made and shit like that. I, I don't know what to call it, a produce fair out of nowhere, I guess. But the, oh, the farmers music, market, farmers market, yeah, probably. But I'm not used to seeing live bands at farmers markets, and they were playing all like jazz and stuff, and it was all. I did a Periscope video. It was pretty funny. I, it sounds like it was actually kind of fun. I mean, just having well, like a, an afternoon at the park with your daughter, listening to some free music. Yeah, 
We left before they really started getting going because she just latched onto this one little girl that had Barbies. So she was behind the t- behind the the table playing with this girl, and I'm like, well, I don't have any money. I don't really want any homemade jam, and I don't like watermelon. And <laughs> so the ladies wouldn't let me behind the counter behind the table with Natalie. So I was just standing there. <laughs> leaning up against their tent pole, their little gazebo thing, and just. So from an outsider, you don't even look like you have a or I, like or, a child. Or, or I look like I'm their there. security. One of the two. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple people said, "Oh, are you set up over there?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm set up over there, but I'm not." My little girl latched onto some Barbies, and that's where we've been for the past 35 minutes. Hey, well, at least she was having fun, man. Oh, it's so okay. I think we got a little sidetracked. Of what course, was our I'm here. Five to seven minute, um, you know, deep discussion going to be about tonight's podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, MMOs, and yeah, MMOs, and we were. I was because yeah. we were we tossed up between doing the origin story on how me and Rye met, or uh, the MMO stuff, the video games. And he, I introduced him to his first MMO, which I guess technically is the very first MMO, which was um, Ultima Online. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Squishy. What is an MMO? Oh, God. Mul- massive Multiplayer Online? Is that what it means? Okay. That is correct. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> on the spot. I don't really know what MMO means. Yes. So basically, the concept, and I know all you geeks out there know what an MMO is, but we we hold ourselves to a higher standard, okay. and we assume that every time we put out a podcast that there's always a new fan or a new listener or whatever, a, a geeker, I don't, I don't know what you guys want to be called, mad love to y'all but L- we have to assume work. they listen listeners is very cool uh we have to assume that somebody out there that this is their first time listening and that maybe they haven't had the experiences that we have so we'll break down some basic stuff and an mmo massive multiplayer online game is basically a game that blends some type of video game features with the social interactions that you get when you take a bunch of people who have complete anonymity and the ability to take weapons, swords, spells, stuff like that, and completely troll, harass, and murder their fellow players. That's like Twitter if they could actually affect you. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's just Ultima. Not every MMO is oh, like that. No, they <laughs> MMO was the first one, so all the crazy player you character. Mean Ultima? What did I say? You said MMO. It's okay. Okay. Ultima, I think, is one of the first. It's in the MMOs. it's in the Guinness Book. It's it it's is down as the first MMO. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't absolutely sure. I knew it was really really early. I have but the I didn't know 2000 Guinness, and it's in there. Because this game, Please. this game came out in like '92 or '93 or something like that. Well, it was certainly my first MMO, and it. Man, let's just just you start your side of it, and I'll tell eventually how this well, game scarred me. It came. It first came to me. I have two friends, uh, Brian and Cecil, mm-hmm. and they lived together at the time. And I was I don't know where I was when I was younger. I, I moved a couple times a year. I was anyway. Uh, and they were on each, and either one was in the living room, one was in the bedroom. They were both playing, 
uh, in the same world, in the same town. They were playing with each other. And it was kind of like, almost like Dungeons and Dragons. Kind of with like a Diablo feel, kind of. I think this was even pre-Diablo. No, it de- it absolutely was. Yeah, but, that's, but that's it is the a way good I'm reference. Trying to dis- yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and the thing that I always liked about it, well, two things. One was the more you worked, you actually saw your scale, skills and stuff. You had to train each individual skill. There wasn't classes. You weren't a ranger or a wizard. You could do it all if you wanted to put the hours in training your stats. Um so you could get it even if you because the more powerful you get the easier it is to make money and stuff but like even if you just went to a mine and mined ore for 12 straight hours you could come out and you could sell it and you could buy stuff you know you could I liked building towns yeah I loved building towns that was so fucking awesome to me didn't even care I would give the the uh, the houses to people who played in the world and stuff mm-hmm. I didn't care I just wanted to build it the only rule is don't move the house I mean, that, that was it. Uh, and then I enjoyed sitting there and training my skills. I would get stoned as hell and just stare at the screen for six hours. After six hours, my character had more points. I was more powerful. And it, it I mean, most people, it uh, their first MMO that they get into, it, it's life-sucking. You uh. will. I mean, <laughs> the dude who used to host our, our podcast, uh, Maxwell Brian Maxwell... He just found his first MMO like last year, year before last. Yeah. And he did a podcast and stuff too, and he just like dropped off the map. <laughs> right. No, it's like joining a cult. Yeah, I mean it was it was rough and, and but that was what I was saying with the the MMOs and stuff, you know, every generation, every um not generation, maybe the next step, every game was better than the next like when uh, EverQuest came out. It had great graphics, but I didn't like it as much because it wasn't as in depth with your character. I'm right. sitting here talking with this thick ass Ultima book, like oh it's my God. Bible right now. That's like, right. That that thing is old. <laughs> that thing. Well, I got. I still got the other ones that came. The little ones that came with the. This was like a big thick book that had Jeez, a, a, the little ones plus some more. I'm starting to feel flashbacks come over me. I know, man. This is <laughs> thick. Right. I'm sitting here well, preaching on it. Let, let let me share a little bit of my Ultima online experience. Oh, I was I was leading because. Oh yeah, most, no, no, mostly, no, no. Go mostly ahead. Mostly frustrating. Okay, so <laughs> every game, you know, they improved on stuff. So it wasn't just graphics and the gameplay. It was how you handle assholes. PKs, player killers, PvP, mm-hmm. player versus player. Mm-hmm. PvP wasn't a saying, it was PK. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ultima was the testing grounds. The, and your storytellers, your game masters, your GMs, there was a few of them, depending on how big your shard was. See, the whole thing with Ultima Online was, Ultima was a world. Um, there was a wizard who tried to take over the entire world, and he had a, the, the world's soul in a crystal. And a great warrior came and defeated the wizard. In the process, he shattered the, the crystal, and that world split into every shard. Oh, I did so not that know was that a, part that of was it, a part, yeah. a part of... That's why how you could play Ultima, it's the exact same game on different shards, and it would be completely different people. Completely, It would just be another... like It's like the multiverse. Yeah. No, that's really clever. So, okay. 
so depending on how big your your shard is, there might not be a lot of storytellers, and they're you're almost never on twenty four seven. So you couldn't keep in check these fucking assholes who would mm-hmm. resurrect you and kill you and resurrect you and kill you and <laughs> resurrect you. And kill. So we were like kind of beta testers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all right, that seems like a neat, good enough segue to my story. So I had played <laughs> some some video games in the past prior to Ultima, but I had never played an MMO. In fact, I wasn't even terribly familiar with all the possibilities that you could do with the internet and how, you know, it linked you to different people and stuff like that. Right. And this was back in the day when um, Pat, Marsh, and I all lived in the same apartment, and we had one computer, (sighs) and... Pat would use it to do his homework on, and that was pretty much it. And I didn't use it because at the time I really didn't have any, you know, particular interest in the computer world. And Marshall used it any time Pat wasn't using it to play that, this game. That was my access into the internet, too, yeah. because of that game. And so... I would occasionally look over and I'd see him playing his little man on this isometric view. So that's kind of like a bird's eye view sort of uh, uh, way of moving your characters around. And he would play this thing for hours. Like I'm not going to say that it was the only thing he did, but he definitely played it enough that I eventually had to ask him, dude, what is this game that you're playing? And so his ears perked up. And he turned over, and he looked at me, and went, "Dude, I'm a this is Ultima. You want to be on? You got to check this out. <laughs> Look, you got all this stuff. Here's my player. Here's my character. Here's my stats. Here's my da 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 da. And my eyes just got big because yeah, I realized what this was. Through. This was D and D in a video game. And for those who don't know me, D and D was my first love." And she has never broken my heart yet. You've had good GMs. I've, well, I've, <laughs> I've had good GMs, I have had good GMs and bad GMs. But D&D has never broken my heart. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I was smitten. So I basically begged him to let me make up a character. And luckily, Marsh realized that to make the cult stronger you need new initiates to come in. So he allowed me to make up a character, and he showed me what to do. And it was amazing. I had this little guy who I could start off with, and I could pick these skills, and I could go out, and it was pretty much open world. I could do what I wanted. I could go in this direction, and I could run into a bear that would just destroy me, or I could (laughs) not go in that direction and avoid that bear. Um, I could sit, and I could, you know, Uh, do all kind of stuff. It was just a really amazing experience to be able to be a virtual person and not be particularly aware of the limitations of being in a game. And that, to me, was what was so fascinating about Ultima is that a lot of other video games that I'd played you're having fun and you're doing stuff, but you very much are aware of the fact that there's limitations to what you can do. You know, you right. can only go down this hallway, or you have to choose this weapon, or something like that. And I'm not saying that Ultima Online was completely without its limitations, but comparatively to the other games at the time, it was a sandbox MMO, and it was 
completely unique. Nothing at the time was any remotely close to it, and it was completely addictive. Uh, so I quickly fell in love with it, and Marshall and I would take turns trading off, playing on it, and getting our characters up. But in the end... I want to play this again. Well, you know... I think I can do that. I think you are welcome to do that. Oh my god, I shouldn't have started looking through this book. It has begun. If I had a server, I'd start my own server and just have a, like an ongoing D&D game that I could run for everybody. Yeah, you could, actually. Unfortunately, That's what it's, was it's, amazing such an, about it. it's such an old game. I have to actually know coding for this, and I'm not willing to learn coding just to play Ultima Online. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, Ultima... It did break my heart. <laughs> did it? <laughs> it did. In fact, it scarred me so bad that for oh. probably the next 10 years, I hated anything that revolved around the words PK was, or PVP. Was it was it the PKs that yes. chased you off or was it, it whenever was, no, the it was shard that. went down? No, 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 no. It was the PKs. And the reason why is because Ultima Online in all of its glory had one particular flaw when you made up a new character you had gold that was in your pocket and you had like a single tool or something and that was your ability to go out and get more gold and you needed gold to buy more gear well what the asshole players of the this particular shard at least would do is come in with their ridiculously powerful I don't know what even the level was 60, 100, who the hell knows characters, they see the newbies running around there was no PvP flagging, there was no PvE server no, it was just all open world murder anything you want and they would come in and kill you and then when they were done killing you they could loot your body which meant that they would come in and they would take what was there here's why I grew to hate Ultima it wasn't that they killed me. I would have been fine with all you, that. All I, you have to do is just say guards out loud. <clears throat> yeah, you don't have time to even type <laughs> when they're murdering you so fast. You've got like five hit points, and but they even, even one as hit a kill ghost, you. Because when you died, you stood there as a ghost. You're invisible to the real world, but you stood there, and you can see the motherfuckers, your stuff kind of flying off. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, but you can call guards even when you're dead, and it'll kill people, too. Uh, thanks that's awesome that meant nothing to me because you know what mattered is i would go back to my body and it would be a naked corpse that i would rise you got, you from. got to keep like your dagger and uh something and like, nothing I no don't know. you had nothing and that was the one flaw about the game because i well, actually that was the flaw with the shard i specifically picked a shard that brian and Cecil were brutal. playing on well PKs unforgiving. I've, I've been on worse shards to where there were no guards and and they because uh, every skill that you have there's like say a hundred skills, every skill goes from zero point zero to a hundred point oh, and then yeah. later on with the patches you could go up higher than that with items and stuff. But with what you're talking about the original Ultima Online, uh, so they can have stealth and hiding at one hundred, and they can because there's town there's like the the border around the town. Mm-hmm. And you can, and you, when you walk past that border, that invisible border, it says you feel protected by the town guards. Okay, mm-hmm. they'll sneak all the way up, invisible, basically up to the, to the fucking uh, the bank, and just kill you, and then mm-hmm. walk on off. <laughs> After looting you, 
they didn't even, and he, half of the motherfuckers didn't even do that. Well, you see, and that was my thing. I didn't mind being killed by these overpowerful people because if that had been all it was, it just would have been me dealing with jerks. And I'm okay with dealing with jerks. But there was a specific flaw to the game mechanic in Ultima Online, at least in this particular shard, that after a while made me rage quit. And I've never even known at the time what that term was, but I did it. And it was because that when you died in this particular shard, and you would raise with whatever you had on your body and what was ever in the bank. But if you started off as a newbie, you had nothing except what was on your body. You didn't have anything in the bank. So once they looted you and you resurrected, you literally had nothing, which meant that you basically couldn't interact with the world. Unless somebody gave you something... Which people you will do. People would do. That's true. But that concept wasn't in my mind at the time. I didn't really think that I could just, <laughs> no, hey, please have pity on me. I just was trying to walk around and I noticed I couldn't attack anything. All I had was my fist. I couldn't buy anything because all my gold was gone. I My little mining pick was gone, so I couldn't harvest resources. I basically couldn't play the game. And once that happened about 10 to 12 times. Uh, in a row. <laughs> in a row. Over the course of about three or four days. I was done with Ultima. Oh, no. Now, now looking back, I could probably handle it a lot better now because I'm a much more experienced gamer. But only, I was a newbie character and a newbie a player. Of weeks? No, I played it probably for about a month or two, and okay. it wasn't so bad well, until I remember... something happened towards the end where there was just a like a guild form or some jerk just came in and just started trolling people or whatever it was. But in the beginning, I was able to get by because these people weren't there. Well, I but even you so, playing whenever I went to my grandfather's for a couple of days or something, but I didn't remember how long I had been gone. I came back and you were hot. But that was yeah. that was what I that's what I did on that game is I, I made like the newbie guilds. Everyone who was new come come here because it was just like in the vampire game when you are their allies when they're weak and you help them get stronger, then you have powerful allies. You know. Yeah, so, that's true. So I helped, and that's why I had you join the guild, because I knew I could trust you. I didn't know these other motherfuckers. I mean, the only the only down downfall with that was when we only had one computer. You know, I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, right. We couldn't play at the same right. time and team up. You couldn't be there to protect me or any of that. So nonsense. after you told me that, I remember I gave you a bunch of gold and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I got. I think I just was. It was the first time really experiencing the troll, the griefer, right. the just general jerk hey, persona that I was not familiar with at the time. I've rage quit that game. And, and two, I've two, seen you snap two people, the yeah. damn CD you, in half, you and Pat, and that is not easy. So that's not viewers. That's not it. Never mind. Three listeners. people. You and Pat witnessed one time when I snapped the CD uh -huh. and threw it out the window. Yeah. Uh -huh. Aaron, when I was living with him, <laughs> I've never seen Aaron. He he would say, I'm sure that he just looked startled, but he looked scared for a second. <laughs> we <laughs> when we lived in that apartment, I had this big. It would used to be his but this what i have now it's called goliath i called mine atlas because in the comics goliath turned to atlas anyway um fucking nerd yeah my bad uh, <laughs> uh, it's a big monstrosity of an entertainment center and my computer was on one side okay. of the entertainment center his was on the other okay so lag sometimes when you have a lag spike or oh something, yeah and yeah. i was in the middle of combat and i was trying to i don't remember what i was doing but when it lagged and i and it was like the fifth time that it happened, and I just snapped, and I just said, oh! and, and I hit the keyboard two or three times and snapped it in half. <laughs> Keys went everywhere. I found the, the Q key when we moved. 
behind. So, <laughs> and, I mean, I, I literally, I didn't hurt my hand too bad, and I punched straight through the fucking keyboard, and it snapped in half, and Aaron was looking at me. He was like, holy shit, and I'm like, I'm sorry, because at the time, I was borrowing Jeff's computer. And I was like, the only thing that saved this computer right now is because it's not fucking mine. This, but this keyboard's mine. <laughs> Aaron just shook his head. I don't remember what I did after that, but I, I might have walked into my room or something. But it was, if you ever talk to him, you can ask him. It was pretty funny. I will. I'll yeah, ask him. Send my talk from if I remember. But yeah, all right. That, that so. Kind of game will, so have we actually talked about this game at all? <laughs> Except for just experiences we've had? <laughs> Well, I mean, pretty much that was the culmination of our uh, times playing this game. I mean, the general idea was that you went out and you killed things and you explored new areas. Now, when you were able to play the game and you weren't overcome with loathing and hatred, it was a fabulously entertaining game. I remember that there was a place off to the west. There was like a mountain range or something, and there was like a little cave that you zoned into, and that would take you to a whole new like area. And in that whole uh -huh. new area, it was completely different, and the monster there were even more powerful. Oh, so it really yeah. had this sense of exploration was, uh, and everything. That was basically was like really uh, cool. second edition. It was called uh, the Second yeah. Age T two A, and it was gotcha. literally like gotcha. the first where, where you're on. You have a choice between five or six different towns: Britannia, Vesper, Buccaneers Den, whatever. This was like a whole other map. It was like the flip side of the world, and the terrain was so rugged. You could not put a single house in there, wow. and then, and, and that's when you had unless a, a storyteller like flattened the world or right. something on that side. Uh, but that's when you had like spider people, and yeah, it got really rabid on that side. And the worst part was you couldn't set up shop there. You had to. Th there was different spells, and you learned to become a spellcaster real quick, just for the simple fact that you can buy the runes. You can mark a rune, and so where you're at, you marked it. You can recall back to that rune. Right. But I think they even made it on some shards to where you couldn't even do that. Oh, wow. There was, as the, you didn't get to do this, but there was uh, Luna, and there was like four other entire, like, maps that were created for this game. And one of them was the, the Paladin. It was the City of Paladins. I forgot the name. It might have been Luna. <clears throat> but you could there was like a different there was like ninjutsu chivalry which was your paladins and they were all different just like majory you had the mage skills and stuff and you'd pull all those icons onto the screen so you could have them real quick you would have your chivalry path and your ninjutsu and all it it got way cooler <laughs> well and i think at this point in my life i would actually enjoy playing the ultima game and oh, i think I it if... would be a completely different experience but at the time, I wonder how it was it very hard K, um, hardcore for me. Well, so I think the conclusion of this short <laughs> little uh, story time is that Ultima Online, wonderful game. You love it and you hate it. There's no other way around it. Yeah, man. I mean, I have fond memories, but I remember breaking bunches of CDs and... I mean, I wouldn't ever break the last CD, my master copy that I had set aside so that I wouldn't break the was, motherfucker. Was that like in a fire safe, you know? <laughs> no, it was just like in a, one of those CD books, but still, Fair yeah, it was, it was out of out of sight and like out of reach. Like you had to hunt it down. 
and be determined. <laughs> like it was at that point, it would be cold blooded, not just a feat of passion. That's right. I guess. That's right. Well, all right. So that was the beginning for me of getting into the joys of MMOs, and I uh, developed a greater appreciation for it once Ultima was in my rearview mirror. Um, so I have a few that I really ended up being drawn to and one in particular that ended up being like my game that you know formulated me uh but do you want to uh do you want me to go into those or do you want to do you have any others after ultima that you're interested in oh i got into a few over the years um but you can do one okay cool we can take turns that'll be work all right that works so since i think i pretty much talked a majority through that ultima i kind of that's all good i had this book and i lost myself in the fucking goddamn memories man hey man well i mean ultima was your game like there's a certain number of things that i think of and if i think of them i think of you marshall ultima online is one of them something you love and hate (laughs) 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 i it makes me it makes me associate it with you as far as like yeah yeah i know i wanted to make sure that we clarify that (laughs) Because that was a little oh. too insightful there. Oh, um, man. <laughs> but anyway, no. So for me, the game, the MMO that nothing has been more influential in my life, and to this day I still compare all other games to, was Final Fantasy XI Online. Oh, I heard you were playing that. Uh, dude, I still have it now. Like, I haven't played it recently. And it's been a long time. But I think I've played that game for about 14 years. What system is that? It started off on the PlayStation 2. A PlayStation 2. Because I remember... Yeah, it was... Can I still play it on the PlayStation 2? No. Because (laughs) the PlayStation server has dropped out. No, but you can play it on the computer. Ah, man. I don't think my computer can play just about anything. Oh, well, it was designed to be played on a PlayStation 2, so unless okay. your computer, okay. you know... Is... It should be better than a PS2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I have to I have to boot it up in safe mode. All right, and well... And it's been like that for years now, so I'm oh, just yeah, waiting for right. the, last, the last power <laughs> surge, the last and then time that's it. it won't boot up anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to back up all these files tonight, now that I'm thinking about it. I'll... Well, <laughs> yeah, as soon as we get off, do it right now. Um, so yeah, let me tell you, because I can't say that my my uh, interest in Final Fantasy XI was completely altruistic. There was a selfish uh, uh, origin to it. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, this is, I don't know, nearly 20 years ago. And at the time, I was dating um, uh, a girl, and she wasn't into games. Uh, she would play the occasional <laughs> like Mario Brothers, something like that. But I love video games. That's All of a my... sudden, I have a picture of you in the dark playing video games, looking <laughs> over your shoulder while she's like doing stuff in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So what ended up oh, happening no. is I wanted to play my video games, and she wanted to spend time with me. Oh my gosh! Right. So. <laughs> I realized that I was either going to have video games and no girlfriend or have a girlfriend but no video games. 
and that was unacceptable. <laughs> so, I was flipping through a magazine one day. I don't even remember what magazine it was, but they had in there like a three-page spread article from Japan. Uh, obviously, it had been translated to English because the game had been out in Japan for a year, and it had just been sent over to uh, America. That in the next two or so months from the date of the print, that Final Fantasy XI Online was coming to PlayStation 2, and that you could pre-order it. Oh. And not only would you uh, would you get the game, but the game came with this, which is can only be described as like a like a server blade. So it was a it was an actual hard drive. That kind of looked like, you know, this square, rectangle, you know, like server blade. I don't even know a way to describe it. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure it was the only game made for PlayStation that actually used this hard drive feature. But when you bought the original uh, PlayStation 2, it was a relatively boxy um, uh, console. And on the back of it and the bottom, the bottom back part of it, there was a little, little door thing you could take off you could unscrew it and inside of it it was just an empty shell there was like just space in there it was just you know there had no point unless you had this external hard drive you could slide this thing right inside there and i don't remember the specs on it but it would add like another two gigs of memory to your playstation nice. well the only game at the time that needed that much memory was final fantasy 11 online oh, and okay. so when you bought the game it was actually there wasn't wasn't a game so much as it was this you know server blade thing and so (laughs) that part was in and of itself really cool because i basically looked at the article and realized what it was it was an mmo it was final fantasy and it was my way of being able to play a game and get my girlfriend to spend time with me so i brought the magazine home and i over the course of a few days basically convinced my girlfriend how awesome it would be if we went out and each bought a playstation and each bought a tv and each bought this game and then we could plug them all together in our house and we could play together and i don't know how this worked but somehow, I convinced my girlfriend to go along with this joyride. But she didn't like video games. Well, she didn't have any problem with it, but she definitely didn't want me playing those video games to the exclusion of hanging out with her, which I guess makes sense. No, I mean, I get that. Okay. <laughs> but what I don't understand is how I managed to convince her, because we definitely didn't have much money, Did she, to go uh, and... Was she committed into putting the time in to get your character up and all that stuff? I don't think she really understood what was involved with an <laughs> MMO. I think she just kind of knew that I really wanted this <laughs> and that I was convinced that this was going to be good for I'll, our relationship. I'll just play sometimes and then, uh, no, you got to play all the time. Otherwise, you're going to be weak as fuck. So every time you play, you're just right. going to be frustrated. Yeah, and I'm not gonna want to play with you because I'm gonna be doing higher level stuff. Yeah, I don't remember the exact amount, but mm. we spent spent like 150 bucks on the TV, uh, about another 50 or 60 bucks on the game, and then another 200 dollars on the PlayStation. 
<laughs> and then that was, and then we did that twice because we each had to have our own system and our own TV and everything. And so I think it took us uh, just about the two months before it came out for us to have the money saved up to do it. And I had us set up everything in the living room, put two TVs on the, uh, on the, you know, uh, whatever thing. You know, entertainment center oh, okay. system, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Had two TVs set up there. I set up all the PlayStations. I hooked up the Ethernet cord. You know, arranged the t uh, couch and everything, and it worked like a charm for basically the entirety of our relationship after that, which was about another three years. That was our main source of entertainment was playing these characters together. Okay, well that's awesome. Yeah. I thought that was going to really be a well. butt. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know. I was oh, I'm not with her anymore. Well, so the mm, game didn't save our well, relationship. No. I mean, but it definitely years, prolonged though, I mean, it. Yeah. Because uh, I may have had to have made some very serious life choices if I had to make a choice between my uh, significant other and video games. I'm not saying that I would leave my girlfriend if I couldn't play games but I would not be a happy man <laughs> you don't have to lean in to the camera man. oh hey man <laughs> I, I get it it's okay our listeners our listeners uh, man, can't quite you know see what? it when I lived with you gotta... on more than one occasion I actually turned a, turned away sex <laughs> for Ultima Online I'm like I'm sorry I mean, but you have to understand, I'm a guild master, and we plan this, and without me, I mean, I have a responsibility to my guild, I am sorry. I really wasn't sorry, I just didn't want her to be pissed off at me, but I mean, I, I knew her for a long, long time, and she had, long story, I won't even get into all that, but, uh, it, yeah, I understand. I, I mean, I, and so, I knew yeah. she wouldn't take offense, I mean, she was pissed off for half a second, but not even that long at all. Is a very understanding woman or man. I'm and there was judging, another whatever. girl that I dated that we stopped in mid coitus. <laughs> Sorry, I watched okay, Big Bang now, Theory. Now, <laughs> <laughs> or I used to before my cable got cut off. Now that's a that's a bit of a commitment that even I won't have. I'll admit, listeners. Yeah, we can. We stopped am, in mid. If thing, I am, Pat like <laughs> texted and was like, "I'm gonna run Marvel," and we're like, "What? <laughs> we can do this later. Let's go." <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think I would have finished my prior commitment first. Well, in fact, I mean, that I was like the fourth or fifth have... or something time. I mean, you it know. Does it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the funny you thing all was, have, it was You have waited on me because I, I've been late to games <laughs> for that very reason. No, I know. I've been told that there are game starting times, and I've had to text you minutes beforehand saying, hey, guys, I'm going to be a little late. <laughs> well, I mean, that's more than fine, but. I, and and it would have even hurt my feelings if, if it was like at the exact same moment because she looked at it and I looked at it and we looked at each other. We were like, okay, <laughs> let's, well, let's go. <laughs> okay, that's a mutually agreed upon situation. Marvel baby. Geeks loving geeks. We've been it's playing that, that game, that same same characters for 20 years now. So, Jeez. All right, so that that's pretty much the culmination of Did you get into Diablo real hard? Actually, I got into Diablo with you. You turned me on to it, was uh, it way back in the day. Was it one or but two? I think it was two. 
I want to say, but I remember that once again we didn't we only had that one computer, and I, that was the period of time in my life where uh, I had enough money to buy a single one dollar burger each day, and uh, I sure as hell wasn't going to be able to ever buy a computer, so right. I could only go and experience that on the rare occasions. But um, recently, with um, with my fiance. Uh, who is much more of an amazing uh, gamer than any of other uh, uh, past exes that I've ever been with. So props out to you. You know who you are. Uh, but yes, she and I have actually gotten into Diablo 3. Have we not said her name? Quite on extensively. The I assume that she prefers anonymity, so she'll just be my fiance. Until one point when I will refer to her as my wife. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. The Mystic Mojo is claimed. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know what the hell you we were saying, man. <laughs> you were saying that your fiance is the best gamer that you've ever been with. Oh, yeah. Most, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, for sure. Uh, an actual yes. gamer. Yes, an actual true-to-heart gamer. Someone. That's one of the reasons I'm going to marry her. Anyway. That's where it went. She and I have actually gotten into Diablo 3 quite extensively and enjoyed that. Cool. Do y'all have an Xbox? Um, no. Damn. We don't, Because I have actually. Diablo 3 for the 360. We And they don't allow cross-platform. No. Which is really frustrating. I've heard that, though, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they do. I don't have Xbox uh, Live either I... now that I'm thinking about it. Fuck, never mind. Yeah. $30 yeah. away. Oh. And no Wi-Fi, so I guess that didn't help. You could. You don't need Wi-Fi as long as you have internet. Yeah, it's my. Uh, I can use my phone as a hotspot for my Xbox. That's oh yeah. I watch Netflix. Gotcha. I have a feeling our listeners don't care about any of this. No man, that Netflix <laughs> actually came from one of our listeners. Really? Thank you, Andrea. I appreciate it. Props to Andrea. Dude, I have caught caught up on. Uh, both seasons of Luke Cage, both seasons of Jessica Jones. I'm halfway through Punisher. I watched Defenders uh, and Iron Fist. And then all of the she- seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. Dude, I am. I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Pat's been I, saying that for a year, dude. Uh, what two is years it on? on I actually was looking for it the other day. Do you day. have Netflix? I do. Is it on Netflix? A- a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., okay. all five seasons. I think I was looking on Hulu, and I didn't find it. And then by the time I got around to Netflix, I think I forgot what I was doing and forgot looking for it. But I've been meaning to look that up. Fast. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, like it lost me the first season, and I didn't watch it. But then I picked it up on like the third season. I don't know. It, it's fucking. It's worth it, dude. I mean, dude. <laughs> and this last season that I just saw, the the se- there was three arcs to the season. The first season, and Pat's been saying the same fucking thing. Uh, the first one was Ghost Rider, and the second part was uh, the Darkhold. I don't and recognize that. But okay. The Darkhold in Marvel Comics is the evil book that if you even touch it, oh, if yeah. you, re- you lose your soul, and the only person who can touch it is Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, and the last part was LMDs. Life Model Oh, Wars. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we just dealt with that in the Marvel game yeah. that we play. So it yep. was, dude, the shit's awesome. The season before... All right, no, I I'm going to. to it. This is yeah, about yeah, yeah. Don't spoil. I'm, I'm yeah, going. yeah, yeah. But I'm. I will get into that. All right. So, 
What about you? Uh, aside from Ultima, what other MMOs I have you found? I got into D and D, you know, uh, Diablo two, but we didn't do it the, on the internet. We had there was a, it was a CD store. They just sold CDs, and in the back of the store they had like. Ten computers, five, two rows of five, and yeah. they were facing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and was the one that you you turned me on to when I played the few times I did. I remember what you're talking about. Right, it and was, it was uh, a CD ROM exchange, I think it was called, or something. Yeah, and it was yeah. like a land party and shit. And I got lots of money put into that stupid store. But uh, <clears throat> let's see. Years later, I ended up playing DDO, Dungeons and Dragons Online. I did not play that, which is odd considering That's I am actually such pretty a cool, fan. You can play it for free. It's a big game. You download it and you can play it. But, you know, there's like half the world is kind of cut off if if you don't pay. Oh, right. Like 20 bucks a month. I don't I have no idea. It's been years since I played it. Me and Steph played that for a while and we had uh Brian Love and a couple other people played Brian turned me on to it just like with Ultima. But it's just I don't know. I, I couldn't af- didn't really want to pay twenty bucks a month to play. Was was all it was, but it's good. It's kind of like in the EverQuest kind of fashion, to where it's more like a, a first person shooter. Yeah. Kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really into that at the time. Otherwise, I probably would have gotten lost on Evercrack. <coughs> on, <laughs> That's on Evercrack. what it was called. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I never uh-huh. got a chance to play um, Evercrack either. Um, I saw it. I saw Brian playing it, but I didn't have a computer, and I was just learning Ultima. And you sit, and it was crazy because there was a couple times with Cecil, he wasn't gonna let me play because you know he was getting his stats up and stuff. And right, he I wasn't gonna I, get man, off the I, game to I let dropped, someone else play. I, I dropped the acid and watched this dude play. For 13 hours, man. I bet it was very entertaining, actually. It's supposed to be beautiful, the game itself. Dude. (laughs) Ultima Online. All he was doing was making money and training his tailoring. Oh, you're talking about Ultima. yeah, Yeah. For the first four hours, all he did was cut cloth. Or he got the wool from the fields made the wool through the loom to make bundles of this and then he made cut cloth to make shirts then he went and sold them then he came back and he did that for four hours and i didn't even blink i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) and then he started and then each because he saw that i was glazed over and he was worried about me he was trying to act because he didn't know anything about acid and it doesn't make you brain dead, even though <laughs> it sure as fuck looks like it. Your mind is very, your mind is very active. You're, you know, you just anyway. Uh, so he started doing stuff, but man, that that hooked me. Anyway, sorry. DDO. I guess probably Skyrim, but that's not a MMO. No, it's not an MMO. Uh, but I can't it play has it online, a... but. It does have a lot of the elements that make an MMO enjoyable. Um, What one that I got into for years? Red Dead Redemption. I actually haven't played that, but every single person in the world says that that game is incredible. Yeah, because there's even Pat's played that. It's one of the few games he's ever owned. I'm pretty sure he's played that one too. I know he played it over here a few times. Um, 
there's a second part to it that's Red Dead Redemption Zombie Nightmare. Okay. And mm. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out this year if, it's, out. Out, if yeah. it's not out yet by the time I won't get to, I won't get to play it because I'm sure it won't be coming out on a 360. <clears throat> yeah. Just like, I, oh, you know what? Before that was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Because that was, that was a really big open world kind of game too and that consumed time. So I guess that's one of the things that uh, might be interesting to discuss is the things about an MMO that make it uh, so appealing to a lot of people. I think the sandbox element, although not every MMO has a sandbox, but the idea what, of what being is, able what to is explore, the sandbox? What, what the, is san- the sandbox is a general concept that you can go out and you can just do whatever you want with the world and they just create a universe. Oh, and an you open can, world. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, uh, sandbox is probably not very accurate because only a few games really probably fall in that line, such as like EVE Online, which is an MMO sandbox world. Uh, another massive, massive game. Uh, but um, I think that's one of the things that makes them an MMO so appealing is the idea of being able to go out and explore a world and experience it, uh, but specifically with other people. So you're not just doing it by yourself. So Skyrim allows you that open world experience, but you're doing a solo, you know, uh, adventure. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that really makes um an online multiplayer game so enjoyable is that you can take this experience and you can have it with other people and that can be good or it can be bad like in the case of me with ultima you can have experiences with other people where they beat you down aaron aaron felt the same but with aaron he internalized it turned it around and raged after this dude to for like weeks and weeks until the dude finally was just like hey you want a bow come on over here (laughs) <laughs> he left him alone and he's just sat there and talked to the guy while the guy killed innocents and shit <laughs> it's like it's no fun killing you anymore uh, it doesn't matter I, re- I remember the dude's name his name was Hurley Hurley that was the character PK's yeah. name yeah he was he originally was called Plague Knight and he was like yeah I'll help you we'll, we'll start your guild we'll do this and this and for a week he was my buddy but someone pointed out to me what are the initials of his name, you dumb shit? And that was after he raided the house and took everything. And he, after he gained confidence, because then it was like, here, you want a key to the house? Here, you get a key to the house, then you can go in there and kill everybody and take all the shit. Yeah, PK, Plague Knight. Yeah, very smart. Yeah. But he turned in. He turned into Hurley. Gotcha. <sighs> and Hurley rampaged for years on our asses. <sighs> Sorry. It's all good. No, but then there's other games which allow a social experience that isn't quite as traumatic. So that was, I think, one of the things that made me really appreciate Final Fantasy XI is that there was no PvP at all. There was no PKing. In fact, the only interaction you could do with another player was to help them. So basically, you could cast a cure on somebody you didn't have to be in their party. You could literally just run around, see somebody was in trouble, cast a cure on them. Um, you could raise, resurrect them. You could cast some kind of buff or something like that. But other than that, besides some kind of beneficial effect, you couldn't do anything besides talk to them. And it created a completely different experience in the community than what I had in Ultima. And I really liked that uh, that sense of um, you know community, I guess, that was developed in that Um 
now, I mean, I can definitely I appreciate uh, PvP and, in a way oh, that I couldn't I, I before. I played on a couple of the uh, Ultima Online no PK servers, and I was bored. Yes, and that's the thing, <sighs> is some people are drawn specifically to that challenge well, that like, you can only get like from fighting. other people. I like, I like running. I don't like fighting. I never fight PKs unless unless it's a ridiculously outnumbered match, but I never got powerful enough because I wouldn't spend money to get items. And Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I got bored. I like to have the extra. Even if it's maddening and I'm ready to quit the fucking game, I don't want to go and play Sissy Land. I mean, <laughs> right, Can, Candy Land shoots and ladders MMO. <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on, man. What the fuck? I keep going back to Ultima. I apologize. Well, you put the book away. I'm it's it right haunting here. you. All right. Well, are there any MMOs coming out soon, or I guess within you know the foreseeable future that you're looking forward to joining? Dude, I'm so far behind on everything. Anything new is just so far beyond my scope. Uh, like. For the past year and a half now, I guess two years, I, I got it in the divorce. Um, I got Minecraft. I, I got some dishes and uh, some silverware out of my divorce <laughs> because I needed I needed something to eat my food on. You don't have any particular uh, MMOs on your I horizon? Mean, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to hear about and read about how good Red Dead Redemption is going to be. Well, is that going to be an MMO? That's a single-player game, right? Well, you can play it online. I played uh, Red Dead Redemption on Xbox Live. Okay. And uh, it reminded me of what you were talking about for Ultima. Because when, you, when your, your map lights up, when you get on the map, you know, you're there. So anybody who's within, like, I don't know, maybe a two-mile radius in the game, you can still you can see that they pop up. So it's like you log in in town, and then you see names rushing towards you, and they just see who can kill you first. I mean, it's like I just wanted to, you know, what the fuck? Because <laughs> there's like lots of side games in that you can uh, gamble. Yeah. You can uh, like play the the knife game with your hand. Whatever oh that's yeah. Called. Yeah. You can throw horseshoes. You can, uh, and then there's like other thing like survival mode to where you. Uh, kill this this many hawk or bird raccoon i mean it's like if the wild west was like this like back then it's awesome because it's a free roman world you run around you make a lot of money skinning animals it's like you're a frontiersman man but there's so much wildlife it's like everywhere you turn there's raccoons and mice and bunnies and it's just like it, it just hurts my feelings to think that it used to be like this maybe because it's not like that now. <laughs> nope. Nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a game. It's probably exaggerated, but it's like, but that game is amazing. I mean, I actually I will have to check it out. Playing that game, I spent years on that game. I've heard nothing but amazing things by it, and it just hasn't gotten to my rotation because I've got only a limited amount of time. And, right. Uh, I and get that's, that. I get it. And that's the thing with a lot of MMOs is that they become time sinks. Like, <laughs> they're designed for long term. Um, play. They're not these single-player games where you can play for a week or two and like get to the end. They have this open-ended um, 
uh, nature to them so that when you're involved in it, you can go in all these different directions, whether it's social, getting involved with a guild or something, or if you want to build up your character, or if you have skills, or if you want to craft. Like, there's all these directions to go, and that can be wonderful if you've got the time, um, but as you get older and you start getting more responsibilities, you know, between family and work and other things, um, it gets harder and harder to really commit to the full experience that an MMO can give you. And so I feel like one of the things that MMOs in the future are going to have to do is find a way to give the player who has a limited amount of time a, um, a satisfactory experience, a sense of accomplishment, even if they only have like an hour or two a week even to play and not feel that they're being left so behind. is that what Final Fantasy does? Well, Final Fantasy XI, no, was based more on the concept that the older games okay. um, were that you needed to keep yeah, up with it. Yeah, because I was going to say, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind having something that I could play for a couple hours and feel like I'm doing something. Now, <laughs> you can, but it's, the problem is, is that, like, WoW is obviously a very, <clears throat> very oh, well-known yeah, MMO. Wow. I, never, I never played. I, Ultima Online... It taught me a lesson and broke me <coughs> of MMOs. <clears throat> Not in a horrible rage quit kind of way, even though I did that eight or nine times. <clears throat> I walked away feeling that I, I had my time. I, I right. you know, I, I did it. But I didn't move on to anything else. Not ever well, like Ultima Online. And I didn't actually get into WoW. In fact, it's only now with my fiance that I'm actually exploring it because it's for much, her. It was her that? major MMO. Um, I think it's about fifteen dollars a month, and you may have to buy the game one time. I think it's sixty. Uh, but there's some things coming out, and, and so let me segue into that real quick, and uh. Which you may be interested in. So, when WoW first came out, it had these relatively high bars that you had to uh, meet. Uh, the skill progression uh, was really was really high. There was all these quests you had to do. You really had to be dedicated to the game, and it required uh, just the nature of the dungeons and stuff like that. It really required being in a group, and a lot of times you had to get together with guilds of 40 or 60 people, and you had to coordinate, and it really became a a whole part of your life if you were going to get involved with it. Now, on one hand, for those people who experienced it and who enjoyed it and stuck with it, it was very rewarding rewarding because you basically earned every inch that you got and nothing was handed to you so while you may have had to spend five years building up your character (laughs) to some level by the time you had done that you had something that you could be truly proud of that you had accomplished that's why in the episode of big bang theory when sheldon cooper got his computer hacked and they stole his character uh and all of his stuff that's why it was so serious man yeah, I, because I mean, that was a part. That was a large portion of his life had been sold. I, I was simp- I was sympathetic, man. I mean, he's crazy as fuck, and I would never be his friend. I would smack the shit out of him long before I made it seven, ten oh, seasons yeah. with him. But man, I was right there with him, dude. I was. Yep. <clears throat> so what Wild did over time is they tried to basically dumb down the um, amount of. They even took his battle took. ostrich. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> 
And so what WoW did is they started to try to develop a way that you could still get a sense of accomplishment, but without needing five years or even a year of time to reach the same level of um, of achievement. But the problem was is that they went in such a direction that they took away that sense of accomplishment that the beginning generation of players earned by going through these hardships. And so it became less of about uh, overcoming and working together as these groups to meet these near impossible challenges and more like, well, I'm just going to click in, play a little bit, and if I do that enough, I'll, I'll get to the end. And so I feel like MMOs in the future are going to have to find a balance between being so sac uh, 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 just so saturated with um, a grindy experience that if you aren't a 15-year-old teenager willing to spend the next 10 years developing your character you're not going to be anything with the opposite spectrum of something where if i just pay 15 dollars a month and i just wait then eventually i'm just going to be a god and they're going to have to find some way well, to... no there was some packs that they you bought the expansion and it started your character off at like 60th level and shit right. like that too so exactly so i don't really know what the solution is and obviously whoever develops that perfect balance will be the next big name to come out but one of the things that wow is doing that i'm actually really excited about is that they are in the process of developing their vanilla wow servers again which basically means that they have listened to the fans who've said hey you've dumbed down the game so much that it's completely changed what it used to be and we want to go back to the way it used to be in the beginning well they're not going to drop their servers that are bringing them millions of dollars every right, month of course. just to listen to these people but because they have so much money they have they're actually finally decided shards. exactly right. and they're going to go back to the f earlier format so I'm actually really excited about that because although I don't have a lot of time to play, I would l rather spend my time working on something that gave me a sense of accomplishment, even if it was a slow achievement, rather than gaining a fast achievement in the dumbed-down version, but gaining higher and higher levels for less and less effort. But that's just me. So anyway, Vanilla WoW, uh, probably my estimate won't be available till sometime maybe middle 2019. But um, I think that will actually be when I actually get into that particular game. So what was the game that you did the interview with the guy at the con? Ah, yeah. The game I did was uh, Wild Mage, which is a game being done by... Um, uh, it's called Wild Mage Phantom Twilight. It's being done by a studio called Luno Ryan. And I did an interview with What's the, the studio uh, called? Luno Rhyme? L Right. Luna Orion. Luna Orion. Oh, damn. Yeah, I heard that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Lu I probably mumbled. Luna Orion. What did I say? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, so it's being done by a studio called Luna Orion, and I got to do an interview with uh, Lucas McCann, who is the uh, director and programmer for the game. And it will be a... I don't. It won't be an MMO, because it won't have the massive part, but it would be an and MO, which would be a multiplayer online game. So it'll probably have about five to six people and allow How you to ago, explore a world. How long? Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's okay. That's, that's it's one good. of the things I need to learn. Um, and it's been three Me years too. in. So, 
uh, I saw the video. You had your, you got your first video up on YouTube. The Gamer Lifestyle or Gamer Lifestyle? It's officially Gamer Lifestyle, but it's hard not to use that in a sentence without saying the. Right. <laughs> so the guy, the guy had said that they've already got PlayStation and Steam and somewhere else going to have the game, but they're waiting Us. for Xbox. What was the Kickstarter? Right. Is it still going on? No, unfortunately, the Kickstarter was in its last days when I did the interview in the beginning of June, and uh, since it took me some time to learn how to put the video together, it uh, everybody is a go little to outdated. Go, go, they go. It's like, do you know if they There's reached their goal? <laughs> they did. They did. They actually did really good. Um, they actually uh, launched the Kickstarter initially, and bear with me for those of you who actually know this information. But it was, I want to say it was in early, um, early like May or March of this year, and it did not reach its goal. I don't remember if it was just the number was too high or there just wasn't enough publicity, but they had a set amount that they were trying to reach and they did not get it. So they didn't actually get any of the funds. But luckily, they decided to try it out again. I think maybe they, perhaps they just set their their you know budget a little bit differently um or maybe they offered more prizes i don't really know but but in uh june or just before it's just that would be april or so um or may they launched a second kickstarter program and they actually reached their goal that time and this time they basically had a minimum i think of like you know like i said i don't have exact numbers but i think it was like eighty thousand in order to reach their goal and they went well beyond that and after every like 10,000 more that they did they got extra uh promises do you think we could charge call. for always bet on geek we could start a kickstarter get more equipment well, help me buy a better house 80,000 uh that's called a fun that's called fund my life go fund me which is a go different problem go fund yeah. me <laughs> yeah a, a kickstarter could be done if you have a specific project that you are right, able to I'm, convince I'm not, people I'm not talented is except for it to talk on a microphone and then that's debatable <laughs> i can edit the shit out of a podcast but that's about it i tried to start my own business i made my my podcast the page and i started everything i was squishing out studios and people are like there's too many people doing it for free i'm not going to chart you know you're not doing 20 20 dollars a podcast what did I say? Ten dollars an hour or five dollars an hour? After that, the dude who does all the podcasts for Smodco, he said that I was doing it cheap. But every time I would talk to somebody, somebody'd be like, "Oh, he's charging you? I'll do it for free." So, well, you get what you pay for, though, and that's the thing. And you have several years of tried and pr true uh, product to show. Hey, <sighs> you can go back and see. I've two years or more worth of actual you know edited podcast material whereas these other people who are saying they can do something for free yeah so what are they I, gonna I'm do two or three episodes is much better no matter how it sounds they're like i don't want to yeah. do it you're gonna do it you're gonna do it for free he's charging me you know what go on and do it, <laughs> it it's happened I, I less than 10 but more than five well, times so. sounds to me like you need a manager or a PR sure. agent or something you want to like be that. a manager working pro bono oh no <laughs> ten dollars an hour <laughs> that's what I'm saying that's what I make at the gas station okay <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry 
the truck stop. There you go. There Just you like go. I'm not a janitor, I am maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's a vital role. Fucking Somebody's got to do it. All right, so I think we're coming up at about in an hour here. Motherfucker. Yeah, sorry. No, it's all good. I'm having fun. We would just keep talking. If, but I also know at the end of the day, you've got to sit down and edit this. And I lost my train of thought, man. It's all good. <laughs> I think that that is a good segue for us to go ahead and thank our listeners for their time here. And uh, we will... Um, Go ahead and conclude our MMO adventure session for the evening. This will be game talk in a what? No, blah, 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 three in a six issue limited series. There you go. I can use the awesome game music. Have you heard the game? I had the guy who did our our music, J Sarge. Um, he did the same song but in eight bit, like old Nintendo music. Ah. So I got that specifically in my mind so that we could do game talk episodes. Gotcha. But gotcha. then after the first episode, I realized Pat even said I ain't, he wasn't really into games, just a whole, whole lot. He played them, but I mean, we went through basically everything in the first episode and went through them again. <laughs> so this is going to be... Went through them again in the next episode that we all, we all three did. So this is primarily going to be our thing. But maybe, that's fine. maybe. Uh, we, I mean, hey, Pat still has. I, I stuff. love talking about games. That's one of my favorite <laughs> thing, man. In fact, I have a YouTube channel dedicated to it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but so yeah. My so thing I'm is, I'm, go, I'm not as insightful because I get stoned. So I'm like, "What'd you like about it?" I thought it was cool, man. <laughs> that's yeah. okay. I'll, that's pretty awesome. I'll see if I can't can't draw out that <laughs> that inner interview from you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's man. Because I've had some pretty cool people come on the podcast, and I've I'm not an interviewer. I just want to bullshit with people, but people don't that are actually like quote famous or whatever. They don't right. want to come on your podcast to bullshit. They got something. Right. Going, they're you not know. your friend, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and, yeah, yeah. I but, mean, uh, you know what I mean, like yeah, right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, so, so you know, I've, they're, I've, they're there to work. Me and basically, Pat, I did good with uh, I did good with Scott Schiaffo when he came on it did real good but the Ming and Mike when Ming and Mike came on they led the podcast I mean it was like basically one of their podcasts that me and Pat were on you know because I mean the, <laughs> the worst part about that was uh, I had Skype recorder I paid for it it was going to be great but Ming called in instead of him letting me call him because mm-hmm. with uh, Skype I have to call everybody to get everybody on my recorded line but he called right. in so Sk- Skype didn't pick him up so I had everybody talking except for him. So the the recording was no good. So we it's talked for like 20 it. minutes. And we bullshitted. We talked shit about one of our, quote, enemies. And, well, yeah, he's a fucking douchebag. Anyway, anyway. So then I had to call the store because I was a reservist up until just a couple of months ago. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, look. Can y'all call back? It didn't fucking record. Oh my god! <laughs> and they they gave me shit because I mean I, I've talked to them several several times at this point. Uh, oh man, fucking a! So they busted my balls for all, and they were like, "Okay, well we talked for twenty minutes. We'll give you half of that this time. We'll talk for ten minutes. Let's go. We started. It was funny as fuck." And the, the goddamn Don't thing, tell the me goddamn some thing did dudes, not record, dude. man. <laughs> It did not record hit their side. Pat had his half. I had just I had my half. Oh, fuck. 
But theirs didn't record, and Ming said, you know what, just in case, I was wondering about that, I recorded the whole fucking thing. I'll send you the fucking file. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, my God. If there hadn't been a happy ending to that story, I don't think I could have handled it. Yeah, and then they agreed to come on for the second year, but when it was time for the second year, they Mike said sure, but then Ming was out of town or something, so it didn't really happen. So, Oh, man, the second year is still, still there. We haven't, well, we haven't reached the end. And September is our third year, so that, well, that's like... You have... We have Four this weeks. month of August. But we've already done our second year anniversary show. <laughs> Magic vetting. <sighs> yeah, man. Anyway. <laughs> so right. do, you know, do you know what website they can find us on? <sighs> uh, always bet on geek. Man, I wish we could have always bet on geek.com. We, we don't have the... the spare cash to buy a, a website I mean it's like yeah uh, I, can I think what was it called uh, the one that Smodcode uh, advertises it's like one of those intuitive programs that it's easy to build your website and god damn what's the name of it oh well they're not paying us um, it wouldn't matter anyway because I can't remember but it's like 100 and bu- 120 bucks a year to have your domain name Squaresoft that's going to drive me crazy. I listen to these podcasts. Just like like SoundCloud, if you want to start your own uh, podcast or something, SoundCloud's 120 bucks a year. But it's half price if you go to the new, not the, you're right, it's hard not to say the. New, I know, it really is. New Pod <laughs> World Order. Because we're wrestling fans, like the New new World Order, NWO, yeah. we're the New Pod World Order. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but... Luckily, now our listeners get it as well. Right, and if you want to start a podcast, oh fuck, I just saw someone just started a podcast on the network, and episode one just came out. I should have took better notes. Welcome to the team, homie. Uh, sorry, I don't remember. I just followed him on Twitter and everything. Who the? That's the only good thing. I am nowhere near ready for a live pod, live feed. I mean, I would have to just not speak. It is best. <laughs> For them to think you're a fool. For them to know. To open your mouth. Right. And for them to be convinced yeah. that you Whew. are. All right, man. So you can you can fun. find us on newpodworldorder.com. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. But then um, YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. Facebook, you can find us there. Always bet on geek. Uh, we have a Gmail, always bet on geek. Holler at us. Give us your hate mail, your love, your money. I want to get out of the warehouse. I hate this fucking. I have been your host, Marshall Squishy Nos Inc. Don't worry about it. If you want to know, holler at me on Twitter and I'll give you the long, in depth explanation on where the name came from. But you can just Google Always Bet on Geek. You'll find all of our shit. Thank you. To Mr. Do we call you Mr. Clutch or is that because that'll catch on if we keep saying that? I mean, <laughs> there's been some nicknames that stuck now. I mean, I don't... hey, this has been Ryan, <laughs> Mystic Mojo. You can find me here every Thursday uh, on Always Bet on Geeks, having some laughs and nostalgic times with my boys, Marsh and Pat. Uh, you can also find any new content that I put up 
on YouTube. You can look for Gamer Lifestyle. And uh, anything I put up there will be available. And once again, thank you so much for your time, for your commitment to us. And I hope we have made you smile and perhaps a few LOLs. Damn. We don't have Pat to say, and we out. So what I'll do is I'll go back in time and I'll steal a piece of his soul and I will put it right here. Excellent. And on that note, we out. Always bet on geek.